Welcome back to Same Dude Pod, episode two. Super exciting. Thank you to anyone who listened to the first one and decided to listen to this one again. I mean, wow. I know. So appreciative. I'm Jackie. I'm Jen. Um, And I think we're just going to get into, there are a couple of serious things we wanted to get into right off the top. I wanted to apologize uh, to the Silicon Valley. I mean no disrespect (laughs) and please feel free to drag me in the comments i promise i'm intelligent and i hope that you'll bear with us yeah this is our corrections corner from our inaugural episode we're figuring (laughs) this out guys we don't know how to do a podcast intro we don't know how to speak english properly we're learning as this goes or pronounce the word silicon? Is that you said silicone? I said silicone, and you know what? I thought all week. I'm like, okay, I ha- you know I have no fucking excuse. That's just my excuse, and I think we should all own up to our mistakes. And that's just one lesson I'm imparting. Uh, Jackie, this is why we still have yet to show up on iTunes is because you've disrespected the. I tech. sincerely think that I. I'm not even kidding. I have thought that multiple times already. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So this is how it's going to be first episode, and uh, they'll never approve us. Cool. <laughs> I feel like I should correct myself for saying last episode that most people have two feet because, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to appear as if I'm not up on ableism. So yeah, I'll retract right. that statement. Yeah, it's wrong. Ableism is like the fi- like one of the final frontiers and like prejudice that people are finally addressing in their language. And I'm not out here trying to propagate ableist theology. So sorry about that. Okay, so this is a lesson in self-forgiveness and growth. And we hope that you support us because if you don't, that really says something about you and not about us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll just get right into it. I... I want to be selfish and start and talk about my day because I had a wonderful day today. I started off the day by, okay, so I batched pancakes. This is another thing about me. Wait, you what? (laughs) I batched them last night. Well, yeah, last night, Sunday night, made pancakes, just put it away, you know? So then Monday I got up, it was like, it was 5 a.m. or so, got up, made myself some delicious pancakes Like, what a wonderful start to the day. And then went to play basketball with McKenna, friend of the pod. Okay, so you played basketball with a stomach full of pancakes? Uh, Well, I went to play basketball. It it was 6.15 by the time I got to the court. And actually, no, it was actually 6.25 by the time I got to the court because I got to the wrong court. At 615, <laughs> 6.15, I showed up on my bike with a basketball bulging out of my broken bike bag, and I saw batting cages and a, a, an elementary school. So I texted, and I was like, uh, I don't see this park, and it's because I was not at the right park. So then I had to ride my bike 10 minutes further, but it was my whole body sore, and I feel great. That's awesome. You had a hearty American breakfast, and then you out and went out and played America's favorite you sport. Just gotta, you know, really what it's all about is finding the hoops that work for you and, like, really owning your court. And we really found our court, and it was magical. At one point, this guy came back on, like, a Vespa. It, it, it's kind of tucked away. So you see the baseball court from the street. And then if you go baseball court, I can't apologize for any more words. So wow, just please forgive me. Um, The listeners will be really disappointed that they can't locate this court. So you see the baseball field from the street. And then you kind of go back around and it's an L. And then there's the basketball court. And so this dude rides up on a Vespa. And kind of just to check out like who's there. It's 6.30 a.m. And we're just cracking up laughing. And he stops as soon as I'm making a shot, which definitely missed. And then he immediately drove away after I missed. It was tragically embarrassing, but also I'm glad he stopped by. That was kind of nice. (laughs) 
Somewhere in this world, there is documentary film footage of me teaching a child how to throw a basketball, which, yeah. <laughs> which, for, excuse me, <laughs> which I am just, I am no basketball player by any means. I am not apt at handling any sort of sports equipment or ball. The only sport I was ever good at was running because it involved like the, the smallest, fewest number of skills. But so he came by just to like catch some action. He was like, he didn't get enough from the NCAA Women's Championship. And he was like, I need to see these, what these women are up to on the streets of D.C. He really came by to scout new talent. And I think he was really <laughs> upset with what he found this morning. I would like to say I showed up in sweatpants, but I also had basketball shorts underneath. And I want that to speak for itself. Wow. And were you it a, was 80 degrees. Were you a basketball well, no, player? 60. In no. school? No. This is I, a, no, I've never played. I have fond memories of playing sports outside as a child, and I feel like I love to play, and it would just be fun to play. This is like, okay, I tried to start this basketball league last summer, which is why I have this basketball. Basically, the ba- I bought it at the thrift store. We just pumped it up the other day, and we're like, yeah, let's go play basketball on Monday. I've been trying to start this Shirts for Skins league and there's so many cool courts, and I just think it would be so fun. And like a summer night, you know, just do, going do you and think shirts for skins. And I mean, I wear a sports bra, of course, but okay. So you'll be on the skins team. This is like an all women's I'm league. I'm on the skins team. Uh, it is not because I don't want to be exclusive. And I think that anyone who shares the love of basketball and a hot summer night is free to join and has skin. Well, now we're going to get into correcting ourselves after this. So I don't, even if you don't have skin and you want to, I mean, you can wear the shirt. We have options. So that was a solid day. I love a before work activity, especially if you make breakfast before work. It's like, wow, my life isn't being taken up entirely by my job. Uh, That's clutch. Love that. So I need to get you up to speed with what's been going on in my life. And that's going to take us in to what I'm saying, same dude, to this week. So we all know fraud is hot. Fraud is real hot right now. Brad? Fraud. Oh, fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I was like, I did not prepare for this episode, I guess. Oh, fraud, yes. Fraud Fraud is hot right now. Fraud has been popping for like at least a year. There are so many examples from the Fire Festival, ZZ by Kodak Black, uh, looking like I still did do fraud. Are you up on that? It was a... What? The song. Why season. don't I know that? Yeah, you should look it up. I was banging it until this past weekend, and now I'm no longer down with fraud. And I'll tell you why. Because I... Oh, I thought you were going to say you were no longer down with Kodak Black because of the Nipsey Hustle disrespect, <gasps> which is what? also real. <gasps> no, I didn't know about this. Anyway, Wait, what happened? but I just completely interrupted. No, uh, that's okay. R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle. I know. Seriously, it's so sad. Well, okay. Uh, basically, he was just trying to shoot a shot at Lauren London and being real disrespectful, and it was just not okay. Anyway, continue. Well, let's say we can go ahead and be done with Kodak Black because of his support of fraud and his disrespect of Nipsey Hussle. I guess add that to the list. Um, he also says in that song, I'm an ass and titties lover, which I just felt like I needed to, to point out. Um, oh, that's nice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jackie, I was defrauded this weekend. What? What do you mean defrauded? I was the victim. I don't even know what that means. We're just, we're just exposing ourselves. We don't know where. I was the victim of fraud. What? Yeah. And what I happened? am so happy to be able to take this to the pod right now because I need a platform to warn every Lyft user in Los Angeles. What? Wait, I'll say the United States, that drivers are committing fraud and are no. here to scam you out of your hard-earned money. <laughs> Lyft, do sponsor us. This does not Wait, mean we will no, not accept a sponsorship. No, I'll stand no to Lyft. Oh, I'll DM me. <laughs> Wait, so listen to this. So I, my husband Jesse and I, uh, shout out to Jess, we're at a dinner party on Friday night. We leave at the respectable hour of 12 o'clock and call a Lyft ride to go back home. The driver picks us up. We have like a polite chat. He drops us off. Have a good night. Totally fine. Uneventful. No big deal. 
Then on Sunday, I get a notification from Lyft that he has filed, this driver has filed a damage claim against me, and I will be charged $100 for Uh. damaging his vehicle. He submitted photos that I had to look at, which I... (laughs) Would like compensation for having to look at photos of vomit in his vehicle. That certainly was not for me nor my husband. Because we were, that wasn't the situation. We were just like casually going home. And when it first happened, I kind of freak out, but I'm like, Lyft will provide for me. Like, I'm a long-term Lyft customer. I long have favored Lyft over Uber. I would be surprised. (laughs) I, yeah, you know about As someone who's been scorned by a rideshare service, you would be surprised. So I immediately reach out to Lyft and I'm just like, this is a mistake. Either he had the wrong passenger or something's up with this go back and forth with them all weekend. And basically the extent of what they say is there's nothing I can do about it. They're like, the driver has provided antidotal evidence um, and we're basically siding with him. (laughs) And I was just like, I have no recourse of action here to defend myself. Uh, Wait, so what happened? Well, so he even, let me, I'll I'll tell you. So he sent these photos, right, of someone else's vomit. Once again, I'm so grossed (laughs) out that I had to look at them. Like, Uh, what does that prove also? That definitely proves that somebody vomited in his car, but that does not prove that it was you. Are there timestamps? So, yes. If we went in and, uh, like, inspected the photo and we found the metadata that revealed the photo was taken at 1.36 a.m. Pacific (gasps) Standard Time, and we were dropped off at 12.14 a.m., which means that he either had other passengers in his vehicle or drove around with vomit for over an hour before like taking a picture or cleaning it up. Wow. I don't, I don't like either of those. Yeah. So of course I was like, can't wait to tell this to Lyft. They'll be so impressed with my investigation skills and look at this all cleared up to which they once again replied, there's nothing, we're not going to do anything about this. What? Yeah. I tried to cancel the charge with my bank uh, I called Chase, and they were like, "There's nothing we can do about this. You have what? to contact Lyft." I, I might have cried a little <laughs> out of frustration. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, did you get your hair cut up to your the back of your head and ask to speak to the manager? <laughs> because I, I don't understand. Wait, so you are just paying this? Oh, or? oh no, Jackie. Uh, okay. I have so. I have taken to Twitter and I have taken to the no. local news affiliates here in Los Angeles, oh, California. <laughs> I have um I am not like a Twitter user, but I started tweeting at every local news station. I submitted tips on every local local no, news didn't. station's website. <gasps> I called a local news station, Fox Eleven LA. They then told no, me to follow didn't. up with email, so I sent them an email with all of my investigation uh, <laughs> notes and photos. This is next level. I'm so proud of and you. Then, Even I have never contacted the news station. And so, well, I, I will not stand for this. I will not. Um, I sent out a tweet and then Lyft's Twitter, their like Ask Lyft customer service tweet account, uh, DM'd me and was like, you know, send us your phone number so we can look into this. And I responded, yeah, sure. Let me finish following up with the reporter who reached out to me about this story and then I'll follow up, (laughs) which is like Uh, kind of a little bit of a lie. They are now telling me that they take fraudulent claims very seriously and that they've bumped my claim up to the top of the list. But I do have little faith in Lyft at this point. Interesting. Uh, wow. I mean, can we have anything? We we can't have Uber. We can't have Lyft. Well, I don't know what in what we can do. What are you supposed to do? I mean, this driver just said that I vomited in the back of his car, and then I have no options to defend myself against it. And now I'm just hey, paying a hundred dollars. Here's a tip: Why doesn't he just charge the fucking person who did vomit? Well, why is he charging you? Uh, that is because this is a scam, a widespread scam. Google what? it. Hashtag vomit fraud. It has been reported about Wait, you- for over a year. I found stories going back to 2017 of people all across the country in Washington D.C., in Atlanta, Georgia, LA. in L.A. of people saying, "Oh yeah, it's a it's an established scam." Get on Twitter. <laughs> you can check out the hashtag. When You'll I see my to- tweets. Uh, but there's all these people. Have you searched Google Images? Oh, so have you searched Google Images? Yes. Are these <laughs> circulating vomit pictures oh. like a stock photo? Basically? Yes, of course, of course. I thought of that. Um, no, they were taken on his Samsung device at one thirty six a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Los Angeles, California. Wow. Well, then this is such a. I did. A I did coincidental. I scam. did, however. Um, 
reverse image search his photo because I can still see him in my driver's history. I can't re- I can't review him and I can't contact him. But I was like, maybe I'll find him on Instagram and I can DM him and tell him to stop coming for me and my one hundred dollars because I am like paycheck to paycheck. I am not someone God. who's just forking Dude. over a hundred bucks. He probably did that to every single person that he had a ride with that night well, and made like 800 bucks. Dude, I know. So many people are writing about this online. Um, it's very lucrative and there's truly just nothing you can do as a customer. So if you are out wow. there using Lyft and Uber, I'm do well, I'm going to stop using Lyft for sure. But I'm also going to start just like snapping photos of the back seat when I get in and out of the vehicle. Wow. I think that that's smart and that feels like a lot of work. I know, right? But worth it, I guess, if, you know, every 700th time you take Lyft, you're going to get fraud vomited. Uh, I, don't, I mean, vomit fraud, it, I guess. Uh, I'm just, you know, like, and I'm like fully aware of where this like stacks up in the hierarchy of injustices in the world, but I just, I did not need this and well, I am real salty about it. I'm so proud that you took to the streets. And why are so many people scamming people. That's Why do people feel so entitled to scam somebody else? Do they think that like they're just going to accept it? Well, so here's where it gets real tricky because before this happened to me, I was questioning myself like are scammers that bad because I had watched, you know, the Firefest documentary and I had been reading about all these other like one percenters getting scammed and I was like LOL, like finally getting their due. Uh and but <laughs> The thing is, I don't know. I just think no one should get scammed. Yeah, that's what I've learned. No one should get scammed. Probably not even people <laughs> in the 1%, but certainly not the people in whatever percentage I'm in or anyone else. Uh, I know. Uh, but I think like income inequality is a big part of it. Like no one's making enough money. And so, right. every, and there's like no ways but to get ahead. That's interesting. Like who are the people who are doing the scamming? Well, in many cases, I mean, well, no, I can't. I can't speak to fraud. I have very specific examples of fraud, and I have, I do have an example of a scam that I'd like to share after we've been wrap this example of vomit fraud. Well, but. here's what I want to wrap up real quick about my vomit fraud situation. A, be like, beware. It is. It honestly is like just really shitty and makes me sad that people will just do this to you and that we can't rely on corporations like Lyft, which, like, of course not. B, maybe Lyft should just pay their drivers a living wage and then they wouldn't have to scam their customers in order to make ends meet. I don't know. Snapping my fingers. Anyway, that's my that's my take on Lyft and, and vomit fraud and ugh. Thank you what so much for sharing because actually I will be cutting out the part where I ask Lyft to sponsor us because I actually want Via to sponsor us. Ooh, I don't know about Via. Via is only, well, I don't know. You should check it out. I don't know if it's in LA. They they have it in DC, but it's only for like DC proper. So you can't take it to Northern Virginia or you know Maryland or anything. It's only in DC proper, but it's so cheap and it's, you know, my new go-to and the drivers love it. Well, hey, um, I'll check it out because I'm deleting Lyft off of my phone. As soon as I finish- I can't believe that happened to you. I, I know. I'm like really in shock about it. It really just sucks. It sucks uh, that I was a victim of this hot new trend, which is fraud. So Jackie, well, tell me about fraud. <laughs> I'll tell you something else that was on the local news. Uh, ever heard of Sundance Vacations? <laughs> That's right. Sundance Vacations. And Jen has heard this story before, but I need it to be broadcasted to the masses. Uh, Picture this. A gorgeous Saturday night, okay? I am five slices deep in a pizza. I'm having a jolly old time. And I take a glance down at my phone. My voicemail is almost full, of course. And I look at the visual voicemail and I see you want a prize. Now, the reason that my voicemail is almost full is because all of the calls that I get are spam. So why I decided that I saw prize in my inbox? Oh, because I saw a tattoo convention. So... I went to the tattoo convention in Philadelphia. I really did. And I remember putting my name in a raffle or something, you know, whatever. Anyway, so 
I get this call and I listen to the voicemail and it's like, this is our final courtesy call. We've called you multiple times. You're a really hard person to get in contact with because you only put your first name and your phone number, which is true, because I don't want to get scammed. And apparently, you can't just put your first name and a phone number and not get scammed because you can still get scammed. So I got called and I spoke to this woman for like an hour and I pretty much blacked out because she was like, you won three nights at any Marriott in the country and a Kindle fire, (laughs) wild card, a Kindle fire. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to sell the Kindle fire and go on a cool vacation. Little did I know an hour in. Okay. So I'm blacking out on the phone call. She's explaining to me everything that I've won. I'm blacked out. I'm freaking out. I'm like, no fucking way did I just win. And at one point she's like, we're not a timeshare, which did have me pause for a moment. And I was like, okay, didn't think you were a timeshare until you said you were a timeshare or you said you were not a timeshare. So let's say that was the first red flag. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say maybe the second or third red flag. I would like to see this journey is paved with red flags. Everything that I, that I've mentioned, uh, red flags everywhere. So then I call my friends cause you know, I'm in DC and the prize needed to be picked up in Philly. And they're like, yeah, we'll totally get this for you. So then I'm like, let me call my mom. I bet my mom would like to hear this. Call my mom. My mom answers the phone. I'm like, mom, you never going to guess what I just won. She's like, what did you win? I was like, a three-day vacation at any Marriott in the country and a Kindle fire. And she says, that's exactly (laughs) what I won. And that she fell for the same scam. <laughs> and that's how we knew it was a scam. Although I didn't really know it was a scam still wow. because I still asked my friends to get it. So the tale of our two scams is that I, you know, just just took a ride in a in a ride share and was just hit with a erroneous damage fee and you followed up on a phone call that says you want a prize and then proceeded to follow up after your mom who lives in a different state as you told you that she too won this prize also what an odd (laughs) coupling of things (laughs) the exact same thing and it's like their signature thing okay so the plot thickens so my friend kelly sends me a pic Uh, or does extensive research, doesn't just send me a pic. She basically investigates and finds out that this is a fraud, sends me a local news. People, they really flock to the local news. And guess what? Apparently, nothing changes when people go to the local news because Sundance Vacations is out here. Anyway, some people say they got it and that they were were, uh, asked to buy vacations and they just declined and then they still got the prize. And then others said, you know, whatever, you, you have to pay taxes and all this stuff. Anyway... So last night, okay, this happened weeks ago. Oh, is there a development? I didn't know that. There's There's a new development to me. So last night, I get a text from Kelly, who's been sleuthing it, I suppose, since. And it's an Instagram post of somebody (laughs) holding their prize of the Kindle Fire and the (laughs) vacation voucher. They went and they got it. So I actually did win a prize if I just said sat in a meeting and said no to purchasing vacations, which, listen, I don't have any problem saying no to purchasing vacations. I could not even purchase the vacations if I wanted to purchase <laughs> vacations. Just like, I'll sit through, I'll basically just like, you know, put my sunglasses on and fall asleep and then give me the prize. I'll sell the Kindle Fire and I'll go on vacation. So anyway, I lost a prize. I was scammed and then I wasn't. I don't know. I kind of think based off of that story you just told, you probably saved yourself from getting scammed further by not attending the timeshare pitch. If you're smart, you would hear my story and say that was a scam. If if you're like me, you would hear that story and think, I maybe still won the prize. (laughs) I think I still won the prize. And I might still go get it. I'm not getting it. It's not even offered. They did say they'd hook me up next year, though. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Anyway. Yeah, more to come. Yeah, scam is rampant in America these days. Uh, yeah. And people who scam on GoFundMe? Oh, so heartless. Wait. I was just reading about I this. didn't know people scammed. Actually, I'm not surprised people scam on GoFundMe. It actually makes a lot of sense. But people will literally just, they said pretty much verbatim copy uh, 
charity or, you know, whatever kind of organization persons go fund me for a worthy cause and they'll just copy it and then like reuse it. And this couple actually in New Jersey just got, uh, well, the boyfriend is still under investigation, I suppose, but I think her name is Kate McClure and she had this whole story that she broke down on the side of the highway and a homeless gentleman gave her his last $20 and so she was trying to pay it forward and she made a GoFundMe and they raised $403,000, I think, which is an obscure number. But wow, that's a lot that's of a money. a ton of money. I guess it went viral. And it turns out that they went on vacation. Like they just, that was totally fake. And then they got in trouble. They got in trouble. As they should, as I AKA wish. their arrest. As I wish Lyft They got in be. trouble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. That's actually, I mean, good to know. Thank you for bringing that to all of our attention. I'm not a big GoFundMe, like, donator. I think I've only done it once right. for a friend's project, but be wary. Wow. But no, they do say, I actually was just reading an article where the, I guess the CEO of GoFundMe was like, actually only one-tenth of, um, of all Go f- less than 1%. Listen, I, I don't remember the specifics of the article, but I think they said like less than 1% of all of the GoFundMes are scams. And they have something set up actually, which is really nice, where if at any time, if the funds are misused or, you know, used other than they were promised to be, then the donor gets the funds back. Wow. I wish Lyft had a That's similar cool. policy. Right. Uh, that you should do a DNA test of the <laughs> You should have like yes. gone and, and done a caution tape around his car and brought a kit and just totally blew his shit up. Oh, I'm ready. Uh, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to, you know, indict innocent Lyft drivers with the same name in Los Angeles. Right. But I should get after that. Uh, I want to tell you about a fraud that happened last week, which is like my favorite type of scam to read about because it is so creepy and I just like get so creeped out. I just love it. So well, no, let me back it up. I don't love it. I love to consume content on this topic. And that is when uh, adults pretend to be children. Oh no. Adult. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know this one. The missing child. Yes. That missing kid. So back it up yes. for anyone who doesn't know. Um, so it's a really tragic case of this uh, six-year-old Timothy Pitson who went missing in 2011, who he was, sounds like he was taken by his mother, who then ended up committing suicide and claims that Timothy is safe with people who love him, but has not been heard of since. So very tragic case, very sad for the family. But this kid showed up this week in Kentucky on the side of the road, disoriented, like claiming to be this missing boy. So the police, he goes to the police, they take him into custody, they alert the family, everyone's like, Timothy's been found. And then it was revealed via DNA test that he is actually a 23-year-old man. Crazy. Well, I don't want to say the word crazy, but the situation is crazy. It's definitely creepy. And that dude had to do his fucking research because I, how do you know about that? I mean, was it like a local missing child that everybody was aware of? No, he watched a 2020 episode that aired on the case like three weeks ago. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, that is one way to start over, I guess. <laughs> Show up on the side <laughs> of the road and just pick a, pick a number. Just re- oh, I shouldn't say that. Re-traumat- re-traumatize mean. an entire community. Oh, it's so horrible. I know. That's so bad. Well, and I'm all- uh, yeah, I don't get down with that. Yeah, after this happened, I was decided to Google other cases of adults pretending to be children, and I found some case about some woman who was like in her late 30s, and she enrolled in a middle school. <laughs> At claiming to be 14. Adam Sandler was in that movie, actually. <laughs> That's actually been made. Wait, but her excuse when she was finally arrested is that she was just looking for love. Oh, even worse. <laughs> even worse. What does that mean? Oh, no. Uh, um, That's tragic. Yeah, really tragic. But my favorite fraud case right now, um, which I know happened over a year ago, so a little bit of old news, but new news because she is in going to court right now in New York City, is the Soho Grifter. Excuse? Are you up on this story? I was no really late on it, obviously. Um, so it's me this too. woman Definitely me too. named, she was going by the name Anna Delvey, I believe is the pronunciation. Okay. She was a 
she claimed to be a German heiress who infiltrated like the art world in New York and these like super elite circles and just pretended to be super wealthy. So she's our age. And she would just write all of these bad checks and was attempting to get a $66 million loan. But she would like go and pay for expensive dinners for people. And she would just give people ridiculous gifts. Like she stayed at a hotel and she gave the staff at the hotel a case of 1975 Dom Perignon champagne as a gift to the staff. Like she did things like that. So everyone was like, wow, only someone truly wealthy. Yes, Madame Madame Delvey. Which is- Come stay at my chateau. You can sleep on the couch where (laughs) Sushi likes to have accidents and scratch the the sides. (laughs) Sushi is your cat. I feel like you should clarify. Right. Sushi's my cat. Sorry. Uh, Important notes. But yeah, so she (sighs) just completely scammed her way into these super elite social circles in New York City. She was- trying to secure funds to open a uh, a visual a contemporary art center that was going to have like a bar and a nightclub and all of, of all of these everyone's like yeah she's the bitch that's going to do a, a contemporary art nightclub with a bar <laughs> yeah people are people- like that's all anyone needed to know to support this woman <laughs> uh yeah but so she took this she befriended this woman who works for a Vanity Fair, and she wrote this really great article on it. But they were hanging out all the time. They'd always go to dinners. She takes her on a vacation to Morocco, and she tells her, wow. she's like, I'll pay for everything. Don't worry. So they go on this vacation. She invites, in addition to her friend, a per- their personal trainer to come with, and a videographer to capture the trip on video. Videographer? A videographer for their vacation. I just wanted to say that because I feel like it's important that we check each other because that's what friends do. Like if you have lettuce in your teeth or if you say uh, Silicon Valley. Wait, so. what did I say incorrectly? Isn't it videographer? Video. Well, all right. Let's take this to the Videographer. Videographer. Video. Is- videographer, I think is wrong. I... I think it's videographer. Video, videographer. Wait, let me just look up the spelling. <laughs> Don't cut this because well, this is I'm a debate. To pull up. Actually, let me pull up one of those YouTube videos that tells you all the ways that people pronounce things. Oh my god, Jackie! I um, <laughs> listen to whenever I hang out with new friends. I always cross check their name pronunciation on those things, unless it's like a super common name. Do you really? Yeah, I really do. Wait, I'm, like, what kind of names do your friends have? Uh, well, I had a I was I had a meeting with someone. I mean, recently. not to expose them. I had a meeting recently with someone named Petra. <laughs> okay. So that is something I would probably need to check. Jackie, okay. I think it's video. Well, videographer, you're saying the O is silent. Yeah, I am. But listen, I already said Silicon Valley. So <laughs> are you sure? Pause while I'm, we. Yeah. Okay. Pause. Hold. Pause. Videographer. 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 That's that's wrong. that's wrong. Okay, unpause. Well, and that's why you don't take everything that you that you hear on the internet as truth. Unpause. So back to my very did important. Did you hear story. it say videographer? <laughs> I did not, unfortunately. Okay, cool. But wait, I think what you're really glossing over is the fact that she hired a Sorry. person to film her vacation with her friend. That is annoying. Because I don't think I have to explain why that's annoying, but it just is. Like, what? So then what's really annoying is that... Is she going to murder her or something? She goes, so they have this vacation, and they have this, like, villa that they've rented. It's super luxurious. They're shopping. They're drinking chilled rosé, which she mentioned in the article, and I was just like, ooh. Wait, they're drinking what? Chilled rosé that were... Okay. Bottles were brought to them by their butler, and I was like, wow. I'm falling for this already. Um, But then, then, this woman, Anna, leaves her friend with a $62,000 bill. No. Yes. (gasps) She she used, like, credit cards and debit cards that were declined to book everything. And and then she was like, I'll pay you back, et cetera, but then just kept avoiding her. Check out the article on Vanity Fair if you want to follow up. I'm sorry. Uh... $62,000, that's not like an I'll pay you back situation. Yeah, I'm not going to Venmo you $62,000. And the woman who wrote wrote this article says that's more than she she nets in a year. 
Wow. So she was just like one of us. <laughs> and she got st- so okay. So, so what happened? Uh well, <laughs> she ultimately uh, ended up going to the authorities. She tried. She first went to the police, and the police were like, Wah. and then she went to civil court, and they were like, Wah. and then she uh, ended up calling, I think it was the district attorney's office or something, and they were like, they were on to her. They had already heard about her because wow. she was, as I mentioned before, trying to secure a $66 million loan, which is a bonkers thing to do. I mean, this woman, ultimately it was revealed, was just the the daughter of like a Russian truck driver who had finagled her way into... But that sounds stressful. Like, you can't even enjoy your chilled rosé if you're in $62,000 plus debt. Yeah, and she ultimately... I'm not sure what she's, like, on the hook for now because she's facing criminal charges. Oh, and this is... I can't wait to tell you the best part of this. She's, But she... Uh, so she's facing prison time, but her legal team has hired Courtney Love's stylist to what? style her for all of her court appearances. Oh no, I hate this. It makes me stressed. <laughs> you know, I'm stressed. You should be stressed because one of these appearances, uh, these court appearances, she was wearing a choker, and it all Why? just felt really off and wrong. And it honestly, I wanted to be like same dude to the girl that she scammed, but I can't because I did not get scammed out of sixty. $2,000. Wow. Being scammed out of money sounds horrible. And to scam someone out of money is is horrible. Yeah. It's like, what makes you think people just are going to be like, okay, that's fine. I can take this loss. Yeah. Like, I get it. I wish I had more money too, but I'm not just going to steal it from other people. Right. Like, of course, I could steal as much money if I as I want if I wanted to and if I had the emotional capacity to do so but I don't have that capacity I would I I, I would just be so stressed well yeah it sounds like so much extra work to take on to keep all of your lies straight and to remember right. like who you've told what Right, like I'd rather just go to work and actually earn my money. Yeah, it's much less stressful. But I do want to read a quote uh, that was in a a Marie Claire article on the topic where um, I believe the name is Katie Drell said about our current fascination with scamming, um, and particularly scamming of the 1%, is that it's a winking protest of the status quo, a way for Americans to nod at glaring societal unfairness in a way that's a little more nuanced than just eat the rich. Which I, yeah, which I thought was really interesting because it ties to like all of our enthusiasm about like cheering on the fire fraud uh, situation. Like no one was really sad when those people were getting scammed. Do you remember when it first broke on Twitter? Right. Right. Because, but I, I don't know. I always just think of like, okay, say you're an influencer and like, I know it must be so hard to be an influencer, but really say you have not very much money, but you're popular on Instagram and somebody invites you to the Bahamas, like, okay, we already know I'm going. I, I got a free vacation and almost went <laughs> That's to pick true. it up. I mean, you know I'm going. So they invite me to the Bahamas and I'm going to go. And then you get there and there there's people fighting for alcohol and like tents that were used for disaster relief. Like, what the fuck? That is insane. But wait, do you think that you felt that way when this news story broke? Or did you develop that opinion after watching the documentary and like reflecting on this more? Because I feel like people were- I definitely needed to watch the documentary, but I I just don't know. I never really felt good about anybody being scammed. Yeah, I I guess like- I've you definitely know? I've definitely felt an eat the rich attitude in the past couple of years just because uh the more I read on economic and economic inequality and the more frustrated I get it's just like I feel like some people have so much wealth and everyone else has so little and there's just nothing you can do to get there so I kind of felt like it was fun to have these news stories like the fire fraud but now right. a that I've been the victim of scam myself and that I have a more nuanced it's just like so different when take you have a personal kind of perspective once you've been scammed you know how it feels um no but now that I've just dug into it a little bit more uh it sucks because the people who suffer the worst are the people at the bottom of like right. the economic scale. Like like the cooks at the fire festival. That was like the saddest part of it all. Although right. there was a GoFundMe to pay right, them back. Yeah. 
This and all I think it was successful. Around. Like they made a lot of money. Hope it wasn't a scam. I I just remembered. Remember that time I almost got ripped off out of like two hundred plus dollars at Eastern Market Metro. Uh no. Okay, so basically, this little boy was like, "Excuse me, miss. Oh, could I you do. Buy me a Metro card." And I was like, yeah, I mean, of course I'll buy you a Metro car. He was like, yeah, my family is in, in like this shelter and I need to take the bus. And it, I was like, yeah, of course I'll buy it. Like what's the harm in buying a Metro card? It's, a, it's like not cash. I mean, it's a card. So then there was another guy, I think you'll remember, who was baiting me from the other side. Like, excuse me, miss, do you know if it's peak or off peak? And I was like kind of confused going between the two machines. And then he's like, try your card again because my card wasn't working in the other machine that the kid was controlling. And so then I was like, I don't know why it's not working. Let me go talk to the woman at the gate. And he was like, no, miss, it's okay. Thank you, though. Like really sweet. So I thought until I was walking away and I look at my phone and it was like, uh, you know, Bank of America was like fraud transaction detected $250 at Eastern Market Metro. I was like, what? And that made me really sad because I really did believe, and I'm sure that 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 kid did need that money in some way. And like, he just had to resort to that, which is pretty sad, you know, but also it makes me afraid to help people in the future. Yeah. That's what scam does is it makes you afraid to trust people. Right. Wow. Yeah. We don't need any more trust issues over here, scammers. <laughs> scammers, <laughs> stay away. Stay away from us. Anyway. This is completely unrelated, but it's something I need to get off my chest. And maybe I know that some people out there can relate. And I think that we're going to start doing these, an open letter at the end. And what really this is all about, I think, is... I'm going to say personal growth again and really reflecting on some choices that you've made and really being true with yourself. So I would like to pen an open letter to Bobby Burke. Bobby Burke from Queer Eye. (sighs) Bobby, I am so sorry that I did not give you your moment when this show first aired. I was entangled in a romance with Tan and Jonathan and Anthony and, you know, and then the Village Den came around and, and, and Jonathan just, he's been skating, now he's doing gymnastics, Tan, he's recording his audiobook. And in the midst of all of this, really, what, what I've done is I've neglected you and I'm so sorry because you are one of my favorites and that's just coming to light for me. I mean... I think that that really says a lot about you, that I I spend some time with you and I like you even more. So I hope that people say that about me, that they like me the more that they spend time with me. But I just wanted to say I'm sorry for uh, sleeping on you for so long and I fucking love Bobby Burke. And I mean, I love Karamo too, but he deserves his own letter. Karamo's amazing. They're all amazing, but I just feel like I focused heavily on Tan, Anthony, and Jonathan for a while. And Bobby's been, he makes the big changes. I mean, he makes, what would we do without Bobby? Anyway, Jen, do you have anything to add? Yes, I do have thoughts to share about Bobby. I agree with you that his work actually is the most important. I mean, potentially second to Tan's. And actually, all of their work is really important, but I'm tuning in for the I'm home reveal. I'm interested to hear your ranking of how it... Yes! Because now that you just started with um, how important is their work, I would like to hear you, although that goes against everything we just said and everything that um, that we're going for here, I do want to hear you rank oh. from most important to least important okay. there. All right. Ooh, okay. Well, I think I need to put... In your opinion... That's really. I can tell you who's in the the last, the least important. Yeah, just give me what you got. I don't All want right. to put you on blast. Karamo is the least important. <gasps> I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry. <sighs> he is a beautiful man. I love looking at him. I love that he has a uh, L.A. Dodgers hat that matches every single outfit he wears on the show. Karamo is like the therapist, though. <laughs> but if he, if you cut him out of the show. Official title is culture, but... <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, I actually don't know. I know. I'm I sorry. I feel such an... No, I... This is... 
this is just strange how much of an allegiance I feel to these men that I don't know any of them. And I feel like right now I'm talking about my friends and it doesn't feel good, but, but why, why do I feel that way? Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. That's yeah, just the maybe truth. I'll look deeper. Karamo fans don't add us, but I'll definitely <laughs> say he's the least important. Now here's yeah, another but- one, which, and he's my person. Karamo. Okay. Well, I really love Anthony because every time I see him on the screen, I'm literally titillated. I'm just like, oh, oh my gosh. He is so attractive and he's always dressed like James Dean. And it just oh. does so much for me. But he I'm laying down. I feel like I'm in therapy right now. <laughs> he is also not important to the show, I think. Because when you tune in to so Queer who Eye, do you think is important to the show? Jonathan, Tan, and Bobby. So you think that looks, all of those are artificial things, (laughs) the way that your house looks, the way that your hair and and skincare looks, and the clothes that you wear. Well, okay. Wow. When you put it like that, it all sounds very superficial, but no, it's actually not. I actually, all of their work is very spiritual and it completely, it's not about the looks, even though like it kind of is about the looks, it's about like look good, feel good. So I respect your choices. Like how much time do you think that Karamo is actually spending like on personal cultural development with these people? Um, I think it's okay. I think next month we're going to be coming out with another open letter to Karamo because (laughs) I think that this season Bobby's really shining and... I think that maybe next season will be Karamo's moment to really come through. I feel like they just have their own, they just take time and like maybe he's going to get some screen time and it's going to really change your life. There was just a really touching episode this season where Karamo introduced that a woman to like a dance group in St. Louis or like Kansas City or something and like helped her. Do you remember this episode? Are you have you watched all of this most recent no. Queer. Okay. There's a All really- right. I've been outed. Hey, everybody. <laughs> please drag me. I know. I know. Wow. But there's a really touching moment with Karamo where I'm like, I guess he's valuable. He is valuable. But I guess he's valuable. I, but it's a. No. It's I a- want to stop this right here. Karamo is valuable. Bobby is valuable. Jonathan is valuable. Tan is valuable. And Anthony is also valuable. Sure. Yeah. But you asked me to rank them. So <laughs> I did ask you to rank them. And now I realize that I'm part of the problem. <laughs> um, it's all about growth. Jonathan and Bobby, I think, are probably the... Those are the two that the transformations are the most dramatic. Because when Jonathan's done like styling their hair and shaving their beards, yeah. they look <gasps> dramatically different. This ties right into fraud. Do you remember the reality TV show, The Swan? Of course. Yes. Oh my gosh. Iconic. These women. Oh my gosh. These women. So for those of you who don't know, The Swan was an iconic early 2000s reality TV show where basically um, a woman at the beginning, it would be like a little sizzle reel of her life. And it would be almost like, you know, on Wife Swap when they're like, this is my life. It's Monday and I hate it. Except for they would be like, I hate my love handles. I hate my hair. I don't want to get dressed anymore because I just do this with the kids, blah, blah, blah. Okay. All valid, you know, feelings. But then the swan would be like, yeah, okay, so we're going we're gonna to shave your chin down. <laughs> we're going to give you a nice pair of tits. Wait, wait, we're wait. We're going to suck, <laughs> wait, stop, suck stop. all the fat out. Stop what you're saying because the way you're presenting it is as if there was a swan that was... <laughs> That was dictating these changes to these people. The women are the swans. There is actually, it's actually a swan and fuck swans. Oh my God. They're not that perfect. Swans are so mean. It would be a swan that telling Uh, a woman to like shape up. Well, the woman becomes the swan really, but like it is a swan that tells, (laughs) that tells the woman, the woman is directed by a swan. I did see those tundra swans, which were very cool. Wow. Congratulations. They come from the Arctic. They summer here. I was really um, happy yeah, for the you. Swan is crazy. Yeah, I've been wanting to see them for years. Actual swans. We're talking about actual swans right now, but we are also talking about the Swan television show, which doesn't traditionally include swans, but in a remake forthcoming, it may include a swan who dictates a woman's physical appearance and makeover. We're trying to cross over the appeal of this podcast to include both bird enthusiasts and pop culture enthusiasts. Right. We know that there's a place for everybody and it's here. It's here and it's right now. So do you want to share any final thoughts about Bobby before um, we I just want to send some love and light to Bobby Burke right now. 
wherever he is in my best Delilah voice. I'm going to pick out a song for you, and I'm going to pick out a song that has nothing to do with your situation, as Delilah would, but that song is not Picture by Sheryl Crow and Kid Rock as much as I, at one point in my life, might have wanted it to be. But that song leads me into our next shout-out, which is to the amazing Chaotic Couture, who provided us with our intro and outro music, which is Go Off, which is amazing. And they just came out with their latest single off of their new album, which comes out on May 10th. But the single is out right now, and the single is called Grammy Speech, and it's fucking amazing, and you should all go listen to it. And I don't know what day it's going to be by the time that this is out for you to listen to but definitely listen to that song and it will change your life and it's so positive and amazing just like kyle and um definitely check out chaotic couture at k-o-t-i-c couture just spelled as it usually is on instagram and then we have in our episode description you can find other links like soundcloud and all of the different places to find Chaotic Couture. Yeah, shout out to Kyle. Uh, Very thankful for letting us use your amazing song. It's so catchy. I got pumped up for this episode today. Yeah, so, so appreciative. Such a good person. All right, and we hope to have Kyle on sometime in the the future. We're going to have guests eventually. Um, Definitely. Bobby Burke? Yeah. Uh, If we could be so lucky. I mean, if he'll have me. He won't come on since I ranked him so low. If he'll have me. (laughs) Listen, well, you'll just have to do an open letter to Bobby next week. Oh, man. (laughs) Where you unrank him, and then you rank him first. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully, next week, I'll I'll have my $100 back, and I'll be able... We can only hope. Wow. We can only hope. Hope for an end to all scamming. Well... I think that that's the perfect way to end. Um, spread love and light, everybody, as Danielle Staub would. And Guys, just don't scam anybody. Don't scam. Great. All right. Thanks for listening. Well, cool. we'll see you later. Bye. Come on. Come on.